1: Hi, everyone. It's your daily 10 minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 30th of November 2021. Later, the market's bouncing back a little from the Omicron shock from Friday and yesterday. But first, the Black Friday sales, where ANZ says there was a perfect storm brewing for retailers. For more, I spoke earlier with Adelaide Timbrell. She's the senior economist at ANZ. Adelaide, how would you describe the success of the Black Friday sales?
2: So much like last year, what we have this year coming into Black Friday was a perfect storm for retailers. So people saved a lot during lockdowns. We saw uh, household income stay pretty resilient, even amid some of those Delta lockdown job losses. Consumer confidence has been improving lately. And there hasn't really been much of an opportunity for people to spend money on things like travel and entertainment. So all that's come together for a really, really strong Black Friday um, spending. We saw it was a little bit lower than last last year 2.2 percent lower based on ANZ data but still 36 percent higher than what we saw in 2019 and it was really broad across categories we saw a little bit more fashion sales than we saw last year a little bit less on the electronic side and lots more in things like discount stores and hobbies we also saw really strong experience gift spending so ticket agencies and tour operators had almost double the spending on Black Friday this year than they did last year showing that people are ramping up to, you know, more of an experience led spending pattern next year compared to the lockdowns we've seen in the last 18 months.
1: So with all of that, what does it say about the state of the economic recovery?
2: So we do think that we, we will see a GDP loss in Q3 that comes out tomorrow. But We do also think that will be a really swift recovery in the economy. Uh, October retail sales came in at a really strong level. Company profits, even during Delta lockdowns, were much higher than expected. And we're also seeing things like improved business confidence. It's actually now completely back to pre-Delta levels. ANZ data shows national spending is back to pre-Delta levels. And this is all a really great sign for a swift recovery. We saw that uh, GDP went down by about 7% last year. Due to the initial lockdowns of COVID. We think it'll only be around a third of that economic loss this year. And that's because the economy has really transformed to become more resilient to COVID conditions as the government's made us feel more certain about public support and as businesses have been able to transform to take better care of customers and employees while they're at home.
1: And on, on those Black Friday sales numbers, right, given that we saw sort a of stand out in, in those uh, experiences, spending on experiences, which is obviously connected to tourism, a lot of that, right, how worrisome is that threat of that new COVID variant Omicron?
2: So we don't know enough about Omicron to make uh, any concrete statements at the moment, but there are a few things that we can look out for. International border closures, for example, uh, if they stay a lot longer due to Omicron, that's not going to be too bad for the economy. If we can travel within states, we'll still see those experiences and 75% of Australia's economic impact of tourism actually comes from people living in Australia, traveling within Australia. However, if we do see some long lockdowns or more state border closures, that's going to have a bigger impact. And if we do see long lockdowns and that spooks businesses from investing, that will also slow the recovery. We've seen a pretty quick jobs recovery uh, after the first lockdowns of COVID and after the Delta lockdowns. But if we see more scarring effects after Omicron, you know, that'll be a risk if it's a little bit more virulent or, you know, vaccine resistant than the previous, uh, previous variants.
1: Adelaide Timbrell there from ANZ now to the Australian share market, which rose the S&P A6 200 up 0.2% at 7,256. The market, though, is still down 2% since Friday and that Omicron shock. Travel stocks bounced back today, though. For more, I spoke earlier with Nathan Somersandaram from Deep Data Analytics.
0: Yeah, I think it has an effect. Um, we just don't know how big or small it's going to be. Um, I think the biggest problem we've seen throughout this year, is about supply-side chain problems, um, and that's adding to inflation. And I think uh, with the new variant, that's potentially going to add to that. You've got travel restrictions that's going to add to that. So global growth will be lower um, and inflation probably will go higher. Now the actual health um, side of it, we just don't know. It usually takes about two to three weeks before uh, we find out the real details.
1: Given though we saw that pretty severe sell-off on Friday, uh, a further sell-off on Monday, but a good bounce back today, do you think that initial reaction, was it an overreaction?
0: I think the market is at the moment positioned for a pullback because it's pricing in a fair bit um, and we've got tapering coming in. So the market is actually pricing at historical high multiples when growth rates have been falling. So inflation has been rising. And tapering is coming. So there's a lot of headwinds coming for the market. So the market is very touchy. So any black swan event will spook the market. And what happened on Friday was a classic example of that. And minute something turns up, everyone panics. Shoot first, ask questions later. And that kind of tells you where the market is. But look, if you think about what happened in the US market, you were down 900 points. We bounced back 250. You're still down 650. So there's a fair fall Um, So even if it was on low volume, um, you have to remember the market didn't buy back that much. So the market is still quite uncertain.
1: Um, Does
0: it change
1: this new variant? Does it change at all the way you're now investing?
0: Yeah, I think the market got overly excited about global transport and global travel and tourism. Um, Tourism stocks have shot the lights out in the last couple of months. And that's coming off hard. And that's logical. I, I thought there was too much priced in. Um, I mean, if you take an anecdotal evidence of what's happening in major cities, so if you go into Sydney, um, even though we've opened up quite a bit, um, offices are only 30%, 40% full at best. Um, So people are not coming back quickly. It's going to take time, and I don't think that's going to turn around in December, January. It'll probably take another few, four months. So in that context, I think there were some of the trades with reopening cycle went too far, and they are unwinding. But I, I think the rest of the cycle still plays as it is, um, I think if you look at the domestic economy, I don't think that's going to get rattled too much. Uh, but you are in an environment where you've had massive handouts and zero rates. Everything you can hope for have helped the market. You have to think about a reflation cycle and deleveraging cycle that's going to play out over the next decade and position for that. Can we focus a bit on the banks now? I mean, we heard today Westpac
1: is being sued by ASIC for widespread failings. It'll cost the bank more than $160 million as a result. There's also new APRA capital requirements for the banks. What's your take on all of this?
0: Yeah, look, uh, you know, around September last year, banks were cheap. Uh, Probably about three, four months ago, banks became expensive. Um, At the moment, banks are expensive on a relative basis, Um, You have to work out what your view on where they're going to go from here. The easy gains for them are banks that have been taken out by fintechs. You know, think of FX, think of credit cards and so forth. So they're pretty much leveraged to mortgage broking and uh, business recovery. I think these kind of uh, new waves will really hurt the small business side of things and that'll hurt mortgage, sorry, business lending. Now the mortgage side of things, you've already seen a number of the major banks Put up fixed rates, so rates are going up. It's a matter of time before the market starts to cool. So the outlook for banks are tough. But look, there are protected species. Uh, ASIC moving on banks, it's like uh, federal government coming out with the energy policies. It really doesn't do much for the banks. In, in reality, if you look back, every time ASICs uh, attacked a bank, the bank share price has actually gone up. Uh, so in in theory, I don't think that matters too much. But the outlook for banks are tough from here. So I don't think it's a great investment. Um, but look, there are protected species. You're there for the yield, the banks will be okay. They'll still be around with decades to come.
1: Nathan Sumasundaran there from Deep Data Analytics. And I also asked him, given we're approaching the end of the year, what he thought was either the corporate story of the year or what was the market story of the year?
0: I'll give one on each. Uh, On the corporate side, I think what's happening in Crown Casino is the the ultimate uh, story for the year. Um, I think it's not because of what has happened. I think most people knew there was a risk of this happening. uh, That was always in the casino industry, but it's just how it's played out. And usually when regulatory issues come out, it doesn't hurt the share price so much. Uh, But in this one, it has actually played out and it's played out pretty ugly. Um, so that's been the big story that's thrown and now, you know, the collateral damage has hit star as well. So that's, that's probably for me the big corporate story for the year. Uh, the macro story for me, the economic story is central banks. Um, I think they missed the boat. Uh, they should have raised, uh, well, tapered and started to flag rate rises at the start of this year. When you had a global recovery, they should have taken that advantage because we were in such high stimulus environment you knew inflation was going to run. So now I think they're getting with, especially with the new variant coming, now they're talking about trying to control inflation rather than talking about being transitory. So in this context, what my worry on the macro story is, as history has proven, central banks wait too long and then they lose control. I think they're just about to prove that they've lost control.
1: Nathan Somersen-Dharam there from Deep Data Analytics.